here's something I've been struggling with. First of all, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Loftus Party Podcast. You've got myself, and uh, I think we've got Gimlet. We've got the Liberty Gypsy on the other end of the line. You're you're in Freedom Central, yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you you already know how it feels. Here's the weirdness that's been going on with me, and I've been struggling with this. This is what I've been struggling with. So normally I'm hunkered down uh, on the East Coast, out there on Long Island. So I took this gig to do stand-up in Dallas, Texas, and I I got here, and it has just been fantastic. I got my haircut at a barber shop. And these dudes didn't ask. They didn't wait. I'm like, how long have you been open? They're like, we've been open for two weeks. I'm like, did you get the okay from the city? And they're like, no. <laughs> so I love that. Got a great haircut for like 15 bucks. Then I'm doing shows. And the audiences have been great. We've been doing, we've been being smart, right? We got, the capacity of the club is like 250, 280. The first night we only sold, we only allowed uh, 75 tickets to be sold because they wanted to see how this was, you know, make sure it would work. We had we had the people spread out. It's all masks and blah blah blah. Then and then that's that went like like wildfire. Boom! Great show. If you were at the show Thursday night, you know that show was insane. So then Friday night, we're like, okay, I guess we can open this up a little bit more. A hundred people. Then last night. We maxed out. We're not going to do any more. We're not going to go. We're not going to go bigger than 125. That's it. That's 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 good and safe and all that stuff. It's been so much fun. It's been so much fun. And here's my thing. I I feel I've been wrestling with. Should I be rubbing it in people's faces? Should I be rubbing this freedom in other people's faces? And here's where I landed. You. I want you. To, you can guess. Guess where do you think I landed? Yep. Yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, you have to, you have to. Uh. You have to make other people like look around and go, what is going on? What is wrong with my town? What is wrong where where, where I live? It's so great. I'm telling you right now, uh, Gypsy. It is just. A, it it almost took me like almost a full day to get used to uh, the freedom, but it is a different mindset. When you're out on Long Island, you know, and that's the hotbed and it's ground zero and it's COVID city, like that mask, and this is just me being an armchair psychologist, it makes you afraid. It makes you, it is a constant reminder, danger, 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 danger. And when you go out to a place where they're like, yeah, we're going to keep socially distant. We're going to wash our hands a lot. Let's not do the handshake thing. We're going to bump elbows, whatever. I could have it. I mean, I might be sick right now. I don't know. It doesn't feel that way. It's been awesome. Don't you it's feel been... less likely to get sick? No, I don't feel I don't feel less likely. I don't feel more likely. I'm just like I I don't like irony. <laughs> I don't like I don't want the headline to be you know, comedian goes to Texas to do conservative shows for... comedian, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's because like you the... know they would tag it that way. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So I am rubbing it in people's faces a little bit, and then it's going to be weird because you know tomorrow I'm I'm back on a plane uh, and I'm back in New York, and I don't know when they're going to end their lockdown. I don't know what their schedules like or when you can get your hair cut again or go to Best Buy or do anything. I just, it's going to be a bummer. It's going to be a bummer. I personally have worn a face covering twice since the pandemic started. Yeah. Once was when it was mandatory because I got a pedicure. Okay. And the other was my choice because I went to vote in person, which you can do, folks. It is possible. We don't need to do this mail-in vote thing. Um, and I realized that most of the election staff was probably over 65 and they were wearing masks. So out of respect for them and in concern for their health, I did. Wow. That is a, that's a great, 
point that you just made, and that just occurred to me as you said it. I want to talk about. I want to. I want to donate some some time. Get really dig into the mail-in voting. But the, those are always like older people there. The people who run, like the 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 polling stations. Yeah, they should definitely they so, have masks. They were so cute. We're wiping down. We're wiping down the screens after every vote. We're wiping down the screens after every vote. I'm like, it's fine. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I did the. Uh, I did the mask thing, of course. in In New York, you do you do the mask because I just don't want to fight people. I just don't want to. I don't. I got, my, I got things to do. I don't have time to Where sit and now? talk. About, yeah, it's an airborne virus. What about your eyeballs? That's where I keep coming in. It's an airborne virus. What about your eyeballs? So you saw that you saw that Darth helmet thing somebody in Canada's making, didn't you? Oh, that big giant looks like something yeah. it's like a you've got an aquarium it's on air desk. exchange yeah that's uh, like oh my god the yeah. birth rate is already low enough how are we gonna do this but you know what i mean you look at it and you're like it's not much to look at but that it's effective that's the only it's the only one what I've are you seen. gonna do if you're out in it you're not gonna go out and have a beverage you're not gonna go out and have a meal it's for I think it's just for the people who are just completely terrified when they go to the grocery store. They're completely terrified. Just like those are the people. I, I mean, I try to be kind with them, but I, I'm done with the scared people. I'm done with them. Sorry. Did you see the outdoor seating place to have people wearing pool noodles on their head to maintain social distance? I did. And then that cracked I, me up. <laughs> that's that I think that was Germany. That was just some that's like German comedy right there. I was on Dana Perino's show. Uh it looks like I'm gonna be doing that. I won't be on tomorrow or today as this airs because I'll be uh in, in an airplane. But it looks like I'm gonna be doing that every Monday now. We did a thing, uh they had some bar, I think it was in Georgia. I think it I think it was in your stomping grounds, where they have these giant uh inflatable tubes around you and then there's like a little uh shelf inside the tube so you get inside the tube the tube is huge there's a little shelf for your beverage and the whole thing is on top of like a a walker for like an elderly person but the walker is on wheels and so if you're in one of these tubes walking around the bar and someone else is in a tube walking around the bar you, you can't get closer than six feet away so all these they showed a picture of all these kids just like out on the patio enjoying, and they look like giant babies. You know when your baby Wait, doesn't suppose, know. Suppose you got drunk. That would actually be dangerous. Oh, I'm like these things. These things are coming home with me. That's what I was. That's what I was. Saying. <laughs> How soon before one of those walkers becomes a weapon? No way. I'm thinking that walker's going to get me home. It's safe. I'm hammered. I'm falling down. I'm strapped in my walker. I'm just going to be like a giant drunk toddler. I'm going to have that put thing. put it in an Uber? No. I'm rolling home. I'm going to roll home. <laughs> you know like, what? We just go to my local bar and we sit out on the patio in the sun and we just sit there and chat and it's no different than it was pre-pandemic i how prefer it that, that way how huh? great is that what kind of food what kind of food do they have at your bar oh my favorite is the southwest egg rolls but you wouldn't like them because they have cilantro in them mm. Mm. i've been living off like stouffer i've been living off like cereal and like stouffer's frozen dinners and crap like that i wow. I, I'm I'm telling you, it's been bad. Uh, and multivitamins, like gummy gummy vitamins. I ca I came down here to the Dallas Improv, and like Thursday night, I'm in the green room with the other comics, both very both very funny, nice guys. And uh, the server comes back, you know, hey, I'm I'm blah blah blah, and and I'll be your server. Can I get you anything to eat? And it had been a while since I heard that, and I was like, oh shit. I look at the menu. Oh my god! I had probably the best nachos that I've had in a long time. Just a giant 
The chips were because great. Because it was novel. Oh my gosh. And the chicken was cooked great. And there was sour cream and salsa and like queso cheese. And there was jalapenos. I just ripped through them. I ripped through a giant mountain of nachos. It was so great. So yeah, I'm going to rub it in your faces a little bit. I don't know where you're listening from, but uh, Georgia has it better. Texas has it better. Florida has it better. I hope everybody's okay. I hope everybody's being safe. And, and if you're in one of these crazy cuckoo states, like I'm about to go back to, uh, it's going to be oh. a bu- Oh, yeah. Vote. Vote. Oh, move. Vote. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vote. Move. Call U-Haul. That was the, uh, that was the joke I did on my, uh, on my YouTube video uh, the other day. It's like, you guys, need to, you guys need to either make up your mind. You need to vote different or you need to call U-Haul. And I really do. I'm halfway joking about this. But if you are leaving California and you're moving to Texas... I think you need to swear a blood oath that you will always vote red. You will never. Exactly. Don't don't bring your crappy, horrible, junky-ass Democrat policies with you. Don't turn a really cool state into the state you just left. Okay. Recognize why you're leaving. Yes. Yes. People in California... And that's, that's the other, it's, uh, my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to you. It is, uh, it is jacked up. They're going to leverage this thing. We know that, uh, Gavin Newsom and the boys, I know they have a plan, uh, in, in at least, uh, Venice beach. Cause they, they got the audio from that city council meeting where they're just going to wait for these people who own these buildings and own these properties if they extend the lockdown, if they can keep this thing bad for as long as possible, they're hoping those people won't be able to pay the taxes on those buildings. They'll have to sell the buildings. And then the city's plan is to scoop those up at rock bottom prices and then make that housing for the homeless. So they're definitely using this to their advantage, which is gross and disgusting. But what else can you expect? What else can you expect? Well, my favorite did you see the tents in front of City Hall in San Francisco? I did not. Oh my God. They actually took an aerial picture like this was something to brag about. And what they've done is they've closed down the street, which is fine because nobody can go anywhere because they're locked down, right? Yeah. And then they put, like, white lines, socially distant, six feet apart, so every homeless person could put their tent in this little box. It's made by the white lines. So there's like a square here, six feet apart. There's another square and then there's another square. So it's like these perfect little rows of homeless people's hunkering down um, and or otherwise in front of City Hall in San Francisco. Because they've had a 300% increase in homelessness in San Francisco since the pandemic started. I bet they have. I bet they have. It's... it's, (laughs) They already had more homeless people than high school high school students. So this has just made the problem that much worse. Yeah, and that's it's uh, there's a young lady, I can't remember her name. She's she's going to run against uh Pelosi. Hopefully this is it. Hopefully this is the tipping point. Hopefully if you live in San Francisco, if you live in Los Angeles, San Diego, especially San Francisco, you see the handwriting on the walls. This isn't how it's supposed to be, you guys. There's not supposed to be, you know, tents as far as the eye can see and, and human waste on the sidewalks and needles everywhere. We're not supposed to be de- delivering booze and drugs to homeless people. It's not. It's, it's a failure. You tried it. It didn't work. You need to vote the other way. Well. There were still no porta potties or any place for people to wash their hands or use a restroom appropriately, even yeah. with all of the all of the painstaking attention. And then you have Gretchen Whitmer, Gretch, as we like to call her, the Gretch, um, the Gretch. Um, she had all those dams break up in Michigan. You heard about that, yeah? 
Oh, my goodness. Those poor souls. Those poor and souls. They petitioned her to be able for family units to go stay in hotel rooms together individually rather than these mass shelter situations, which are far more likely to be contagious than you and your two kids in a hotel room, right? Yes. She said no. People of Michigan, I, I know we have <laughs> listeners in Michigan, you, you really... When you talk to your friends, like no one, and and this is why I started the show with, I don't know if I should rub it in your face, because it is a little rude, and I don't don't want to be completely rude, I just want to encourage people to do things different, but but if you're in Michigan, and and you're conservative, and you've got liberal friends, you you really have to just ask them, is this, is this how, is it, is this how you envisioned it? Like, I, I still don't think there's safe drinking water in Flint, aren't they still working on that problem? And, and, oh, probably so. Right. And you have these dams. They knew about these dams for a long time. They weren't passing inspection. That's why That's why you have tax dollars. This is the perfect. This is great. This is great. Like, Because when people, like, oh, we need socialism. That's the thing that this pandemic has shown us. We have to shore up the medical system, blah, 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 blah. Well, the reason we pay taxes is because we have busy lives. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to fix a road. So it, it's... In my best interest, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple bucks, and you can hire somebody, and and, and the state can fix the roads. And it's I can a social go. Social compact. Yes, it's a con. I'm I'm a busy guy. Oh, we've got a dam there. Well, who's gonna maintain that? Okay, I'll give you a couple bucks. You maintain that. Uh, public schools. Okay, I'll give you a I'll give you a couple bucks. That's how it works. It's a social contract. And when they start failing this, when the roads turn to crap and you can't trust the drinking water and the dams are breaking, it's time to go another way. You tried it. How long How long do you think uh, Democrats have, have been in charge of uh, Michigan and Detroit and all these areas? Um, it was a Republican governor. You've always had uh, Democrats have run Detroit forever. Well, I remember they tried to pin the whole Flint drinking water. Uh, thing on the Republican governor that 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 is that is correct. They need uh, th- they need more. They need more. Bring in bring in more conservatives. It's uh, it ain't good. That's you gotta like we were saying a couple of weeks ago. The silver lining in all this is that you can see. I mean the the difference from state to state. New York's getting crushed. California's getting crushed. And, and some of it by the virus, but mostly by these policies. Texas is doing great. Georgia's doing great. Florida's doing great. Now maybe that's sunshine. Maybe that's the maybe that's the other part of the equation. It's a warmer climate. It's sunshine. I don't know. I don't know. But I, these 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 policies are just. If you're a small business owner and you're in New York or you're in California, I I I don't know what you're waiting for. I would just. There's only there's only so many brave uh, barbershop owners and beauty salon owners and, and gym owners. The rest of you people just have to decide, is it worth it to watch to watch everything that you've worked for go bye bye? Is it is it worth it to, to, to wait? Hopefully sitting in the dark in your little house waiting for the government to give you twelve hundred bucks. I don't think it is. I don't think that's living like is that. Is that the end of the rainbow? Until there's a vaccine. Until there's a vaccine. Good Lord. Eh, I think we got to do some COVID reality when we get back from the break. COVID reality. Yeah, I got some COVID reality I want to smack on people. Because I think once people figure all this out, it's going to go from COVID anxiety to COVID rage. I am ready. I am ready for some uh, COVID reality and, and some serious, some some covid rage so here's what's gonna here's what's gonna happen we got to talk about uh covid reality i'm intrigued by that unfortunately we gotta we gotta talk about the uh the rise in in suicides up in uh northern california horrible statistic and we also got to talk about little joey biden joey biden and the way the media covers for him this is a new this is a new just when you thought the limbo stick couldn't get any lower it did it, it, it got so much worse oh and we got to do a, an update on hong kong 
as well. So stick around. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with a little COVID reality. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a 100 years. So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. We promised it. We're going to deliver it. Gypsy has a segment. She's going to kick it off. A little COVID reality, which might turn into COVID rage. I'm Either way, I'm good. Either way, I'm good. Hit me with some COVID reality. Okay, COVID reality. The CDC just downgraded their mortality rates for COVID-19. So for those under the age of 50, it is 0.05. 83% of those individuals have a significant pre-existing condition. So if you are healthy and under the age of 50, go outside. Um, 0.05? 0.05 under wow. the age of 50. Okay. Because the whole point of this is they keep doing these population level statistics, which does not allow healthy people under the age of 50 to make good decisions for them and their families. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and it goes up slightly between 50 and 59, but it doesn't get really bad until you're over 70. So let's right. be talking to the right group of people about what their actual risk is. And, oh, by the way, if you're over 70 and you get it, it still doesn't mean you automatically die. Yeah. If you're relatively healthy and not overweight, because it's not fat shaming in the age of COVID people, the more fat cells you have, the higher risk you're at. Um, just trust me on this one. Um, <laughs> well, I've done enough reading. I've listened to enough individual physicians. I know the health experts like to talk about heart disease and diabetes. Well, you know how you get heart disease and diabetes if you're under the age of 50? You're probably also fat, unless you have type 1 diabetes because you're born with that. Yeah. So anyway, done with that, done with that. Now, the other thing is when you go outside, and you are in the sun, and you are in the wind, and you are in the heat, okay, because it is getting warmer, the half-life of the virus is almost nothing. It's like under a minute. So the virus is reducing, 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 reducing. The CDC came out last week and said, surface transmission is highly unlikely. Stop worrying about your Amazon boxes. Stop worrying about the picnic table. We should have children out playing on playground equipment. Because A, it's in the sun. B, it's in the heat. And C, surface transmission is highly unlikely because viral transmission, which we have always known, is a combination of the number of virus particles, (laughs) the, the level of contact, and time. Like, why everybody thought this was radically different for COVID-19, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it either. And that's what I I really need to try to wrap my head around. We have to keep investigating. And and I just remember being in the writer's room and and I would get these videos. I would see these videos on YouTube of just like, like dead bodies in the streets of of Wuhan. And, And like, I guess those were all old people. 
I don't. Well, you kind of have to look at it this way, right? So, A, we have no studies that tell us whether there are genetic differences in mortality. None. None. Yeah. Now, we know because of pre-existing conditions, certain minority in the minority um, communities in the United States have a worse experience. But we don't have anything related to, like, for example, this syndrome that's popping up in kids. Yeah. Like, very few numbers of children. Okay, we've known about that since the 70s. And if you're Asian, you're, like, five times as likely to have it happen to you. It was discovered in Japan. Wow. I didn't know that. So I don't know if that carries over into what's happening with children that are a little bit older now that looks very much like the same thing or not. Yeah. You know, these are the kinds of pieces. And, like, you guys got to figure out really quickly whether kids transmit this thing or not. Because you have not provided one case where that has happened, but you're still saying it could happen. Even though in Iceland... They couldn't find one where that was the case. Even though in the UK, they couldn't find one on the genetic basis of the virus where a child passed it to an adult. Figure that question out. These kids need to get back to school. And the guidelines the CDC just put out are such flaming bullshit. I can't even go through them all on this show. You really want kindergartners wearing masks. You want them that afraid? Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're not going to stop kids from touching one another. You're not going to keep them in one-way aisles. Like, if you read this and you know, like, apparently nobody who wrote these knows anything about children. No. Nothing. It's, they must not, they must not have kids. They must have never uh, observed kids. And I know, like, culturally, this is, this is going to sound horribly, uh, uh, racist i guess in a way but like you always see like videos of like the school children in japan and they all have their uniforms and their little you know they're all standing in a line they seem so orderly and then like you have the same kids in america they're just like wow like just going crazy doing doing whatever i, I guess if because being american is more fun like i think it is it has to be. And that on, that's hilarious. Yeah, I was like telling these people, like, never feel bad. Never apologize for being American. Never. Yeah, we're loud, we're boisterous, but we can back it up. And it's different when you can back it up. <laughs> totally different when you can back it up. I okay, love- so when you see complete morons like Essie Cup and um, CNN White House reporters tattling on the president for playing golf outdoors and not wearing a mask. We're seeing people in the pool, which is disinfected, disinfected with chlorine, which is the active ingredient in bleach, which kills 99% of everything. And they're freaking out about the number of people or the fact that President Trump's not wearing a mask. Mock them endlessly. Absolutely. They're giving when you they have... bad information. It's panic porn, and we need to end it. And where, oh, where, like, to all the people who were outraged, like, oh, Trump is, is, is playing golf. Like, here's the other thing. Like, you know he's not a scientist, right? You know that, America. You're like, he's not even a politician. He's not even a politician, let alone a scientist. They act like, what is he doing playing golf? He should be in the White House with his chemistry set right now working on a vaccine with Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci. Like, he's not. He never left the White House for two full months and worked seven days a week on the response to the pandemic. You know who never stopped playing golf for two months during the entire course of his presidency when when. Journalists were beheaded and people were killed in Benghazi. Oh, that would be Barack Obama. So that would be yeah. I was gonna my ass. I was gonna say Teddy Roosevelt, but then you said Benghazi. <laughs> Here's the other thing <clears throat> that drives me crazy: like it, for all the crap, you're going to have the audacity, se cup, you and, and CNN and and all these others. You're gonna have the audacity to call out Trump. When Cuomo, when Cuomo, 
was taking sick patients, people who had COVID-19. They had the Wuhan, and he was put the, putting them in these nursing homes. That yeah. it's, it's like throwing it's like throwing a lit match into a barn full of hay. Like that's <laughs> like five thousand people. Not only that, SE Cup, CNN White House reporters, Brian Stelter, Tater, Tater yeah. Tot. Okay, when you miss a paycheck, then you can talk. Oh yeah. Oh when yeah. When you miss a paycheck, like millions of Americans are right now, because of the panic you've pushed and your insistence that people don't leave their homes, then you can talk. And second. Then you can explain why well over 80% of hospitalizations in New York City were people who were in community living situations or came from home. Only 4% of them were essential employees who were out and about and taking public transportation. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. That, that At home thing. is the most dangerous place you can be. Yeah, even even Fauci said that uh, the other day. He he, uh, he's like, oh, we got to stay in. I, we got to stay in. I saw that headline, Michael, <laughs> and you know I have been opposed to this crap since day one. Yeah. Give us the information you have. We are adults. We will make our own decisions. I've been opposed to this since day one in a radical kind of way, and it frustrated the heck out of me. When I saw Fauci, we can't stay shut down in, in forever. I'm like, oh, it, it is so good that you and I are not in the same room right now. <laughs> yeah, that guy, uh, everybody <laughs> stay inside, stay inside. Well, I didn't mean to stay inside inside because staying inside could be very, very bad. It's probably the unhealthiest place to be. Now you tell me. Now you tell me. To tell Eric Garcetti, like, it's okay to go to the beach? <clears throat> Stop it, Eric Garcetti. And it's... Like, it's the dumbest regulations, that you can't bring your own chair. It's... Ah! It's like out of a Monty Python movie. You it can is. go to the beach, you can stand, you can't sit. You can be in the dry sand, but you can't be in the wet sand. You can't lay down, but you can stand there, but you can't I, stand there for... It's just... It's the dumbest... Thing Could you show ever. me the science you're basing this on? Because somebody on Twitter did a comparison of the social distancing requirements in all these Western countries, and they're all different. Like, nobody knows shit about this virus. It's only been around for two months. So, yes. And we stopped acting like we do. Oh, yeah. And, and you the, know? The, the know-it-alls and, like, uh, oh, I, I'm not worried about... I'm not worried about uh, my my life. I'm worried about the lives of others. That's why I wear a mask because I'm more concerned. So like the the mask is just a, a symbol of your little social posturing, and it, it, it's horrible. Okay. And then these are the, these are the same people who are having crap delivered to their door every day. You know, like I got bored in quarantine, so I ordered these crazy fuzzy slippers that light up. Huh? They don't care if the Amazon guy dies. They're bored. Somehow they're they're still making money. I got so. Well, but weird. here's my thing, and here's been my thing the whole time. So, if I'm a 73 year old lady who has type 2 diabetes and uh, hypertension, let's say, and I want to go to Walmart, I will put on my mask. In what other interaction to include sex do you need more than one barrier? Yeah. If you want to prevent, prevent pregnancy, only one person wears a condom. It's the same logic. Yeah, it's uh, and the, and they hate it when you go down that logic stream. Okay, so if the mask works and you're wearing yours, I don't need to wear mine. Well, no, you don't understand. It's not about that. It's not there. Right I can't stand no, it. I can't stand it. it drives me like crazy. Like the Milano and Crochet one. If a murder hornet could fly through it, it's not going to protect you from anything. That was so awesome. That tweet, you guys, here's what happened. Alyssa Milano, it was like this really heartfelt tweet. It was like a real rah-rah, yay, hooray. She's like, all right, everybody, let's wear our masks and stay safe. Show me your mask. And it's a picture of her and I guess her kids and her husband uh, 
in in their car. The husband is wearing like a legit like drywall mask. He's like what wear like an a legit mask. The kids are wearing like cloth masks, the regular ones that you get. Alyssa Milano is wearing a mask that she had crocheted or she had knit. <clears throat> it was like it was like one of those uh, pussy hats, you know, knit, yep. but made I'm into a face. mask. And you know that she's like, oh, look at me. Look at me. Not only am I wearing a mask, I made it myself. And I made it with love. And <laughs> this thing, like, it wouldn't, it, you it wouldn't could die. You could, <laughs> like, you could fit a ping pong ball through yeah. a lot of those holes. It was ridiculous. It no, was, my thing okay. was just like if a murder hornet can fly through it, it's not going to work. But the second fallacy in that whole thing is what does she think this virus can do? Does she think like battalions of this virus get together and they have wings and radar and they can like fly through the exhaust system in her car and get to her and her husband and children? Like, why are you wearing your masks inside your vehicle with the people you live with every day? Because the government told her to. The government told her to, you guys, if we don't all wear the masks, we're all going to die. Now, we need to listen to the experts. We need to to listen to Mayor Garcetti because he knows. He knows. And if I take this mask off for an instant, I'm going to kill people. And I don't want to kill people. That's their logic. That's their logic. Can I tell you the latest expert scientist recommendations? Uh, based on uh, epidemiological models that are based on almost no data. Here's the other it, COVID reality, keep, guys. Keep we have it sexy, never keep it spicy. We Spice have never up. we have never successfully predicted a new virus ever. So we don't even predict flu experience now. Like we don't model what we think is going to happen with the flu. We tell you what happened after the fact. <laughs> I tell you. Okay, so why anybody thinks they're going to predict this, I still don't understand. One person could predict it. One person could predict it. The person who worked with the dead chick from the Wuhan lab, he's like, what was she working on? Oh, she was working on COVID-19. Where, where's, the, where's the virus? I don't know. It looks like she dropped it. Okay, I predict that this, this shit's going to get out. Yeah. That's the one... That's the one yeah. guy who predicted something right. Listen, I, I, it comes back to people have a lot more faith in science and scientists. Like, I, I love that we try. I love that we try. I have none. <laughs> but we have to keep trying, right? Because no. can no, I make don't. my point? Can I make my freaking <laughs> point? Yes. Just keep cutting me off. <sighs> Where did we get x-rays from? Where do we get penicillin from? Where do we get the space program from? Where do we get scuba? Like, people try. We keep trying. But you can't have all this faith in them. Like, like when, when you start to figure out, like, chemotherapy, and you think, oh, this is some high-tech stuff that's going to kill all the cancer, woo, it gets real dicey. That's literally just science. Just, we're going to throw this at it and see what happens. It's not like Star Trek, you guys. It's not like we have Dr. McCoy and tricorders and they can pinpoint. A lot of it, I think we're still kind of in the dark ages with a lot of this stuff. We know a little bit. We know some, which is better than nothing. But it's it's not all that and a bag of chips. All you really got to do is go look at the initial models for HIV. The initial models for what? HIV infections. Oh, well, that's that's why that uh, that video uh, pandemic struck home. That's why there was a lot of things that struck home about that. But that girl was talking about when she was, you know, when she was in medicine before they framed her or whatever. And she was working on HIV and this and they discovered that. And they make movies about this stuff. They make movies about how they politicized and how this group of researchers wanted to make sure they got the credit for that discovery and this discovery. It's horrible. It just it it just says this to me. We've no we've had the flu since nineteen eighteen. We have tons of data about 
all the older strains of the flu, which is a virus, right? Yes. They still catch today what was the Spanish flu in 1918. Yes. The reason you can't really predict viruses is because they mutate, and a lot of times they become less virulent. But if we have all this experience with the flu, 100 years worth, and we can't go into September and the CDC can't say to us, we believe X number of people are going to become ill with the flu and X number of people are going to die, then why in the hell does anyone think we can do it with COVID-19? It is the height of stupidity. It is mm-hmm. the height of, of ignorance. It is a lack of knowledge. They really don't know. Guys, it, and I'm right there with you, Gimlet, if they could vaccinate against the flu, they would have done it a long time ago. The whole flu vaccine, to me, is a giant waste of time. A giant waste of time. And I find it, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. We got to take a break here. Uh, But that's the other thing that really struck me about that video, Plandemic. It's like, I'm not a scientist. I'm just kind of interested and kind of curious and I know that it, it's not going to work. It's not. It, it's not going to work. So the scientists need to know that too. So why does the government go? Here's a flu shot, everybody. Here's a flu shot. It's got a, you know, very very small chance of being successful. But we're going to make this available. It's going to. It's going to be free. Everybody, line up and get this shot that we know doesn't really work. Why? Why do they do that? Why do they do that? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I swear to God, we got to talk about Joe Biden and, and you ain't black and the NAACP endorsement that never was. We got to talk about mail-in voting. We're talking about uh, Mika Brzezinski, that ice queen, is mad at Trump. We will be right back. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. I want to take a moment here just to recognize I've been doing this on stage and it's it's sincere, but it's Memorial Day weekend and it's a very strange Memorial Day weekend for a lot of people, uh, for most of America, but a sincere and heartfelt thanks. If you have served in our armed forces and, and you've defended this uh, great nation, you've defended our, our freedoms and our liberties, I appreciate it. And to all those who paid the ultimate price and, and it's it's like uh i'm always reminded of the end of uh saving private ryan when when tom hanks says to matt damon you know don't waste this it's it, that's a great quote you know we need to we need to earn this every day and not take it for granted because that's how you lose it that's how you lose it so when you see people putting up their flags for memorial day and you know, kind of missing the parades and all that stuff. <clears throat> a big thank you. A big thank you. for Hey, and for the cops and the firefighters and uh, mostly for the armed forces, though. People who've, who fought overseas. The Thank you. I don't want to waste it. I want to earn it. I want to I use. I want to walk around on planet Earth. I want to walk around 
uh, across America and not be a hypocrite. And I want to, I, I, I was on the Greg Gutfeld show. We taped it Friday. It aired last night. So much fun. A good show. Kind of weird because we're all from different locations. But man, tons of like, it's a huge show. It's a big show, big ratings. He tweets out, you know, oh, watch the show tonight. Blank is on and blue, 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 blue is on. <clears throat> and thousands and thousands of retweets. And, you know, all of them, most of them complimentary. And like two people were just like, you know, how dare you? How hypocrites? You guys are all making money, safe in your studios, and telling people to open back up. And I literally, I wanted to transport myself through the internet, jump out of these people's phones and just punch them square in the face just to let them know I, I am not. I am not. I haven't, re I haven't received a, uh, uh, an unemployment check. You know, I, I'm out here. I'm doing shows. I am, I am walking the walk and I am talking the talk. So those people irritated me. They irritated me badly. Okay. We have to uh, devote some time to uh, Joe Biden, America, and all our ships at sea. You're, you're, gonna, you're about to listen to two white people talk about Joe Biden being a racist. So buckle up. But what he said on, uh, I don't even know the name of the morning show. This is the, this is the same like hip-hop station, I guess, where uh, Hillary did her famous uh, I have hot sauce in my purse comment. She did a little bit of pandering. So Joe Biden was on. He was being interviewed by Charlemagne the God, which is a fantastic name. I would have stopped at Charlemagne. I just would have called myself Charlemagne. This guy goes Charlemagne the God. Uh, and I wish we don't have the clip. I wish we did. But Joe is uh, the guy. Charlemagne is talking about, you know, whether he should vote for Biden or whether he should vote for Trump. And I'm kind of paraphrasing. But then Joe Biden is like, if you have a hard time figuring out you want to decide to vote for me or, or Donald Trump, you ain't black. And that, yes, it was kind of a joke. He said it, he said it to be funny. But like, mm. <laughs> I'm going to get I don't think so. Here's what. His here's tone the, was rude. Oh, but then he flashed, he flashed that big smile at the end. If you have a hard time deciding, you ain't black. Why did he throw? Here's what I find. There's so many things offensive about it. First of all, ain't. Like, how many times have you heard Joe Biden use the word ain't? Anytime he's talking to a black audience, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding either. I'm not kidding. That's like. I've actually done research. I'm going to put on this persona. I'm mm -hmm. going to put by uh, my I'm friendly to the African-American black folk persona. And then to have the audacity to make the joke. That is, that, is saying, that is saying, if you are black, you automatically vote for a Democrat. That, and that's, I don't see any other way to carve that up. If you're really black, you vote Democrat no matter what. You vote for the party that, that gives you nothing, that gives you no opportunities. It's just... It's a handout. <laughs> it was... Horrible. It was horrible. And if you if you flip it, if you can you imagine can you imagine if like Donald Trump was on the Howard Stern show and then Trump was like, hey, Howard, if you've got a hard time figuring out if you want to vote for me or Joe Biden, you ain't white. I mean, that would be the end of America. That would be the end of uh, this hemisphere. Half the globe would be missing. From the from the mass explosion, it was. I don't. I don't know if Joe Biden just grins after everything he says, but his tone of voice was rude. It was condescending, and when the host then said, "You know, I got I got some specific questions for you when you come to New York. I'd love to have you on again, right?" And that yeah. particular host has not been particularly nice. He's not a softball interview, and he hasn't been through the entire primary season. Right. He really put the screws to all—I mean, he put him to Kamala Harris. He put him to Elizabeth Warren. Like, he's not a pushover, okay? This Charlemagne the God. Um, but, I mean, this is the same guy where Hillary Clinton pulled the hot sauce out of her purse. He's yeah, just got to be so sick of being pandered to 
Yes. It's the same one where Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah, I smoked pot in college while I was listening to some Tupac and Snoop. No, you didn't because they hadn't made any records yet. <laughs> it is. You know, it, it, it's disgusting. It's just, But after, you know, the Charlemagne the God said, well, I actually have, I want, I'm. it's not about Trump. I'm interested in getting things done for my community. Yeah. So Biden goes right into his frustrated tone. Come on, man. Look at my record. Yeah, look at your 1994 crime bill. Yeah, look at your history during the civil rights movement. Yeah, whatever, dude. You were a lifeguard once. Supposedly had a friend named Corn Pop and you let him play with your leg hair. What record are you talking about? You've been in Congress for 40... You've been in government for 40 years and did nothing. He talks about, like, every time I've run, I've gotten the endorsement of the NAACP. And then the the NAACP comes out with a statement going, no, we've never done that. We don't endorse candidates. We're nonpartisan. I love I love that he uses a lie like that in his defense. And now he needs, he's like it's it's too I can't even believe it's close. I can't I don't believe any of these polls. And I've been doing this for too. Like seriously, you guys, seriously, that's who you want to run the economy? He's just You know oh. bugs me more than anything? Surprise anal. Okay, I meant about the election. (laughs) Okay. God, where did that even come from? (laughs) It was like, it was one of those moments where the little voice in your head is like, say it, say it. And then the other voice is like, no, don't. That's not cool. (laughs) And it just... Oh. All right. So, All right. But, but it's got to be. I'm sorry, Dana, if you're listening. Five. I'm sorry. It's got to be on your top five. No, what what annoys you more than anything about the election? Suburban women. Are we believing this one? Are are they with or are well, they? They supposedly yeah. gave the Democrats the House. Are you really more offended by Donald Trump, who made a locker room comment? One time on NBC, okay, and, it, you know, he's been married a couple times, whatever, all right? Then you are by Joe Biden, who can't keep his hands off women and children in inappropriate ways, okay? Use the power of his office to enrich his family and will come into office and tax the shit out of you and give your children less opportunity as a suburban woman i don't know how you look at these two candidates and can't say i'm putting the interests of my own economic well-being and my children's economic well-being in the future first so i got to go here if you have a brain in your head and you're not going on sheer emotion because of what you think donald trump is versus joe biden then i i i just wow 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 Here's I've thought about this, and this is what I think it is, and and this also goes to the generation that's behind us. There is a sincere belief that if you vote with your heart and that if you vote on the way you want the world to be, that's how the world will be. That if you wish hard enough, and you turn those wishes into, into, into positive actions, that everything will just kind of fall into place. And I, he just seems nicer. And if we were all, listen, if we were all just nicer to one another, it would be, and yes, on paper, I'll agree with you. If you could take the population of planet Earth and everyone would agree, and everyone would agree, we'll all be nicer. It would work. You're not going to get everyone to agree. And that's where it all falls apart. China wasn't very nice when they let this freaking coronavirus out of China. There's the Taliban is not very nice. ISIS is not very nice. There's a lot of skinheads or whatever. They're not very nice. There's people who are beating up elderly people in nursing homes. They're not very nice. There are bad people in the world and we need to be protected from those bad people. And that's where I think 
Donald Trump is going to protect us better. He's going to give us more opportunities. He's going to get government regulation out of the way. He can get the economy going. Joe Biden has no clue. He has no clue. Okay. But that whole, like, lead up you did to that where they just believe if they think this way, everything will be better? Yes. Okay. That's actually a, a, a failure of human development because all children think that way. It's called magical thinking. Right. If I do this, my mommy will automatically do that. If I say this, this will happen. Like, they well, believe they have the power to influence things around them in ways that they just don't. So we exactly. literally, and, and they overcome it by the time they're about five. So we literally have a bunch of five-year-olds running around. Well, no, they were tricked. They were tricked as children, and it's not their fault because that self-esteem movement came in. So normally, you know, back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, blah, 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 if you lost the, the Little League game and you were, you were bummed out, you know, your mom and your dad would be like, well, you know what, we're going to practice and you'll get them next time. You'll get another chance. You'll get another chance, and you can prove that you've gotten better. You can prove you can prove that you've improved your skills. That those days are gone. We went through this whole self-esteem thing. So now a kid fails. They're out there on the soccer, and they know they know they lost. They know the other team scored more goals. And then the coach comes over, and mom and dad come over, and they go, "Well, we're not keeping score. You did great. You were outstanding." You were the very best. Go, everyone, we just had a good time. It's all about fun and keeping those positive vibes. And you're a great player. Hey, your kid sucks. He can't kick a ball. He can't run. He can't concentrate. He doesn't practice enough. I think that's why Gen Z is different from millennials. Because the boomers bought into all that crap when they were raising the millennials. Yes. And Gen X was like, oh, they're not keeping score. We're gonna, and we're gonna tell you kids on the way home whether you won or lost. <laughs> I, it's... <laughs> you I have... literally think that's the difference. We, like, never bought into it. <laughs> I, I, I never did either. I'm like, hey, good job. Maybe if we, you know, we'll practice more, we'll work on it, blah, blah, blah. I, oh, it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. Completely as, dangerous. As a society, as a society, it's dangerous. Like you can't, if if we can't look at reality and base our decisions on facts, you you have to take, you have to take emotions out of it. You have to be, uh, what what is the best first for you as an individual, and then for your community and your bigger community and us as a nation and all that stuff. If you can't do that, I don't want you participating. And that's why the whole mail-in vote, the mail-in voting, we're going to have to devote a whole show to this uh, at some point, amongst other things. We keep we do it. It's, we cannot, you guys. They keep finding, they just found some dude in Pennsylvania who was on the payroll. Uh, he just pled guilty for taking bribes and changing votes. You don't have... The, the chain of command. You can't watch. If, if I mail in a ballot, okay, so the postman gets it. And yes, I, I trust the postman with a lot of other important jobs. But then I don't know what happens after that. I want to have, I want to make my vote in person. There's my ballot. Somebody throws it into the box. The box is locked up. There's two people, one from each party, that take it to the headquarters. Headquarters, there's oversight. They count them. And, and even even with that, there's BS that slips through the crap. But like, I like how we do it in Georgia. How do you do it in Georgia? I vote on a screen. I review it. I print it. It has its own individual barcode attached to my driver's license number. Then you scan it into a machine after you looked at it a second time, and it's counted. And it and the the barcode is scanned as well. That's great. Oh, it, it, there's a physical a physical record of your vote when you hit print, and it has to be linked back to your driver's license or your personal ID number or whatever, yeah. um, your personal info. And so there's a, a paper copy, and they're tabulated electronically using that paper copy's barcode. So they can always go back and get the original. 
Yeah. But it's tabulated That's electronically. That's wonderful. It makes it much harder for dead people to vote, too. They actually have to hand your piece of paper to an elections official. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, there's a lot of good things going on out there. But but mail in voting that's 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 not a solution. That's not a solution. There's just if you care about the integrity of the elections and oh uh, yeah 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 I yeah. think I think though to just go back to Biden for a minute. I yes. think this might be a bigger one than you think. Um, Democrats they actually had a Yale study uh, a couple years ago, and what they found was. Uh, Democrats, when they speak to black audience specifically, make it seem as if they have less verbal competence. So that's why you get them speaking in southern accents and using using yeah. slang, basically, and things like that when they talk to audiences of African Americans. Republicans don't do that. No. No. Um, I find it, and, and you saw a lot, I mean, you know, when Hillary Clinton goes around and I ain't no ways tied. Excuse me? <laughs> that isn't even going to resonate with anybody above the Mason-Dixon. Um, and it's really insulting to a large portion of the black community. I, it, why would you... I mean, you listen to John James. You listen to... Um, oh, he was a football player, and I think now he's running for Congress. Burgess Owens? I don't know. I think he's a Fox commentator. Okay. Um, you listen to these gentlemen. You listen to John James. He's running for Senate in Michigan. They are well-spoken. They speak plainly like you would to most voters because you want everybody to understand your message. But they just ooze. Um, I mean, Candace Owens does this too. She just oozes competence and knowledge and others. Like, why would you talk down to an entire group of people Unless you, you're the one that's making stereotypes in your head, and you mistakenly think you're an ally. It it goes back it's to insane. and it's a it's it's a cultural thing. And, and like Chris Rock, in his he had a big special on HBO, uh, and Louis C.K. helped him out with a lot of the material, I guess. But it was uh, I think it was bigger and blacker, uh, and Chris Rock really. Did, tackled this subject head on in a hilarious fashion you know he's like why is it you know a black guy goes to college and then you know he's walking home and some other black dude is like oh who do you think you are college boy who do you think you are hey you know a lot of knowledge in those books let me ask you can you kick my ass <laughs> just i don't i don't know what it is but like i I, it, it's sad when the people pander. It's sad it's when you gross. when you watch a politician go in there. I keep hot sauce it. It's like Amos and Andy. It's to me. It's that's the. It's gross like part. all the shit that I thought we worked out with Archie Bunker. <laughs> yes. Like I seriously. We worked, I thought we worked it out with the Jeffersons. I thought we. I, I, like, do we like? You can't make shows like that today. But clearly, we have some things that we didn't work out. Uh, yes, yes. So we just got to keep on keeping on. Hey, before we wrap it up, I know you got a barbecue to go to. Uh, just a heads up, We're everybody. We're in Georgia. Uh, Epic Games. Epic Games, who we were talking about last week, they're doing great. They're crushing it. Their, their engines are fantastic. They've got a couple games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. That was free. I believe it still might be free. So if you're sitting at home and you like playing video games, <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto V, I, I believe, is still free. They just, another great title, uh, Civilization. Civilization VI, that is now free. These are great video games. Uh, and if you like playing, uh, I'm probably going to, I'm going to try to pick up Civilization uh, Six. It's, it's for the PC. I got to make sure that, I'm gonna have to get a new uh, gaming computer. I got to make sure I can I can still run it. But that is uh, that is a, a cool cool thing. We got to keep an eyeball on Hong Kong. You know, we're always like one step ahead of the game. As we're gonna keep an eye on the the vote by mail. We're gonna keep an eye on the whole uh, Hong Kong thing. You guys are awesome. 
I hope you enjoyed, to the best of your ability, the, the long weekend. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, we're always trying to beat that algorithm. You take a little moment, and when you're watching the YouTube videos, and leave a comment. That helps pop all of this, all the interaction stuff, right? On, on Facebook, share, all that. You guys have been doing great. Everything's growing uh, wonderfully. And then I'm going to hopefully announce some more stand-up dates soon. But we got to kind of pick and choose about where the states are going to allow it. So... It's, or you uh, can just move to Texas and do a circuit there. Oh, there us! I tell you, I got wheels, wheels turning. I might be heading down to uh, West Palm Beach. There's an improv down there, and uh, I, I, I can see Texas in my future. I can see uh, Florida in my future. I can see Nashville, Tennessee in my future. It's a, it's a big, wonderful country. It I, is. I want to live lots of places. Okay, we love you, you sexy heathens. And, oh, I can't, I can't tell you that part yet. I'll tell you, I'll tell you next week. I'll tell. You, oh, and live streams are back. I'll be live streaming on Facebook on Wednesday. Woohoo! We love you. Talk soon.